welcome to the latest edition of 117, your way to connect with all we can and our global community. In this podcast, we'll be sharing stories about the amazing work of our partners and friends and talking to our community of supporters in the UK and overseas. Since starting in 2020 in response to the first lockdowns, 117 has grown from a way for us to stay connected and hold together into a regular video broadcast and podcast. You can watch live on our YouTube channel and Facebook page, and you can listen to the podcast on our website at www.allwecan.org.uk forward slash podcast. This month, we're joined by Naomi Nixon, the CEO of SCM Britain. The Student Christian Movement, or SCM, is an ecumenical student-led movement passionate about faith and justice. SCM brings students together to explore how to live out the Christian faith in today's world. And keep listening for more about our Emergency Relief Fund and how you can become a regular supporter of vital work in emergency relief and disaster risk reduction. Plus, listen out for news about our upcoming summer events, including our return to Cliff Fest this year as charity partner. Welcome to 117, where all things hold together. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to 117. Um, today, we've got a special edition for you um, with a few um, different guest speakers and bits of content. But our main piece of content today is that we're going to be talking to the amazing, inspiring, um, and incredibly, uh, what's the word? What's the adjective I should use? My third adjective, um, charismatic, uh, Naomi Nixon, um, the Reverend and CEO of SCM Britain. Uh, the Student Christian Movement is an ecumenical student-led movement, um, passionate about faith in action and justice uh, in the world. It brings students together to explore how to live out the Christian faith in today's society. It's a membership organisation and I was privileged to be uh, a member of one of its um, constituent uh, societies up in Durham and also uh, later on a trustee of SCM as well. So I know um, Naomi from the very beginning of her role as CEO and we've watched from uh, uh, from all we can um, to see the amazing things that SCM have done. Um, and this year, um, they were uh, doing some um, really inspiring work with producing resources. And also, um, they're going to be at some of the events that we're going to be at later this year. So I'm really excited to talk to Naomi about some of those as well. And without further ado, I think there's someone at the door. And it's the Reverend Naomi Nixon. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, Alex. And we were just talking before, this is my apology to the All We Can viewers, um, that today I'm in a church house in Westminster and there's a little bit of construction work going on in the background. So if um, Naomi is mid-flow talking about um, some of the amazing stuff that SCM are doing and you hear a little um, uh, sort of drilling sound in the background, I'm going to hit mute so that she can carry on. <laughs> Uh, but welcome to 117, Naomi. This is your first time on the sh on the podcast. It is, yes. 
that's so exciting. And uh, we're so glad to have you with us. So I thought the first thing that we could do um, before we launch into our um, uh, the main content is just uh, briefly sort of introduce um, how long you've been with SCM, uh, what you were doing before in, yeah. in the Diocese of Coventry, and uh, just a little bit of a kind of canned history of Naomi Nixon. Okay. I, feel, I always feel like... Like I'm massively not very interesting. Like I'm like if you, like I bump into people on holiday, I'm interesting because I'm a priest, and that's unusual. But frankly, let's be honest, in the world of the church, that's not very interesting. Um, but I'm going to try really hard to make myself as, in- sound as interesting as possible. I don't think that will be as challenging as you think. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice of you to say. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been at SCM for three years, just over three years now. Um, which is really, um, which is really good um, to feel now, like um, like I've been there long enough that um, that it's not just present. I've also got I've also got history there as well. Um, I'm really glad of that. But also, let's be honest, three years starting three years ago means that I started about a fortnight before the p- pandemic really took off. <laughs> so um, that's been a huge part of my experience at SCM, and it's been wonderful this last year to be a little bit freer from that. Obviously there are still concerns and um and it's not to diminish the people who are still um suffering um from um from the results of COVID, but um but it has it has been a great year with SCM being able to to let our imaginations fly and do a lot of the things that we want to do. That's so awesome. And and yeah, you're, you're so right. I think it was February 2020 that you joined. And then That's it was right. shortly after that, that, um, that things started to go rapidly uh, yeah. uh, downhill. Um, but uh, during that time, and, and we will get on to the, uh, to the fun bit, um, the fun topics, yeah. as well as the, uh, uh, the slightly more drear ones. But um, uh, obviously, as a grassroots membership organisation, you know, um, uh, based on a lot of student organising, and, and actually kind of, um, in a way, locally led um, uh, yeah. work. Um, what was the transformation, uh, the sort of interim period like in, as, as we entered lockdown and went through those, yeah. uh, those successive periods? Yeah, it, um, it, there was a massive kind of overnight transformation. And actually, one of the, there were various things that I think that we were really privileged about um, at, at SCM in terms of our experience of the pandemic. Students, of course, were suffering terribly from being... Um, Shut away some in kept in halls of res, residence almost like prisons in in some um in some instances so students were having a rotten time <coughs> but from an SCM point of view we were we were really privileged that we already had a lot of the kind of digital communication stuff set up that a lot of people had to scramble to learn so we were able immediately I mean I I think our I think our first zoom offerings were like in in week one of lockdown um so so we pivoted really quickly from from being largely in person and locally gathered with occasional um regional and national events to having um for the first lockdown four days a week of of, of um of digital content um, you probably came along um, to a, a fair number of those. So one night a week we would we would meet to pray. One night a week we would meet to have a theology lecture with uh, with questions afterwards. There'd be a social thing um, and a Bible study one night. Um, yeah. So um, and that and actually that that opportunity to be able to meet with people who are not in local groups 
gave us a huge boost in terms of being able to imagine what's possible. And um, I please don't please don't hear me say I, th- I think the pandemic's there's not, there is you can't you can't redeem something that's hurt that many people and and, and killed that many people like in in that sense. But um, but I I think we were lucky to be able to make the most out of the resources that we had at our disposal and and actually experiment with new things. So we still have um, we still have gathered online content in and it's just become a norm, normal part of the way that we do things. Uh, you know, much, much like this conversation today. Um, that, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So um, so yeah, it meant that we were able we were able to meet our meet our members' needs really quite instantly and and also our membership grew hugely um because um b- because people were, were looking for something and we were able um, um we were able to provide that that community yeah that's sorry that that term um that you just used so people were looking for something i think that's yeah. a, that's really telling and and it's a part of the experience that um uh, that tim and the team had when they set up 117 as well the, the, yeah. the strap line is all things hold together and yeah. i think um you know our supporters um, and 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 also people across the methodist movement and ecumenically and and um yeah. and people across the Wiccan movement just jumped into this kind of um space where all of a sudden everything was quite centralized i think and yeah. we were on zoom meetings you know and uh, you guys must have had a few of the uh, um uh, uh, the fun tech issues that have become kind of <laughs> the norm to have to overcome over the course of the <laughs> last few years um but also I, I i think um i can definitely sort of resonate with that um concept that people kind of turned outward in a way yeah. online and, and and were looking for something to kind of um, attach themselves to and and I remember being in some of those SEM sessions and, and on Zoom in those initial weeks and and even going through you know the following years people people's attendance and commitment to yeah. attending uh, was really strong as well and I think it was that it was phenomenal yeah. yeah and I love telling people about about those times and like um and, and we still have people attend theology lectures online um um but it's much more dispersed than than it was before. But like there was like this really kind of magical time where really for a year we would have a really a, a large group of students who would attend literally to listen to a theological lecture. Like and if you if you like of all the all the people out there doing things where they're trying to do kind of youth outreach, if you said, um, oh yeah, what you want to do is put on really quite a serious talk that people will literally just sit there and listen to. And then at the end, they'll get a bit of a chance to ask questions. Um, it's not what anybody, I think, outside of of uh, a student-led movement would have guessed was what people wanted. But but actually that that thirst for the deep and um and engaging in, engaging the mind. Um SCM was set up back in, in 1889, like as I know you very well know. And um and back in those days the, the really radical idea was that students who were studying subjects other than theology, who were deepening in their intellectual kind of abilities, um, should be given the opportunity to apply that um that intellectual rigor to their faith and to to ask the deep questions and to wrestle with things they should be given that opportunity you shouldn't have to be studying theology you shouldn't have to be going to be a priest if you um 
um, to be able to to in, engage your um, your brain, and and 130 plus years later, that's actually still what an enormous number of our members really really want, and um, and I I just love hearing the questions that that members come up with, and um, and they also as you know do a lot of writing and and for for a lot of our members the SEMs where they got they get to write something theological for the first time, and, yeah, yeah. and I think that's really powerful. And I still meet people um, who uh, have gone on to be uh, to be writers, to be academics, um, to be uh, t- church leaders, uh, charity leaders, and so on. Who the first time that they got to actually put their own theology onto paper was when SEM gave them a chance to write. I, um, back in those days for the magazine, now the magazine and um, and also in blogs. Um, and and I, I think that um, it's something we can really um, m- miss when we engage with young people. I think there's such an, um, I mean, not that all members of SEM are young, but that we're predominantly uh, uh, undergraduate um, um kind of 18 to 22 kind of that is that our, our largest constituency and um i think that i think that a lot of people assume that that generation want to be entertained um whereas actually i i think that they want to be fed and just take taken seriously and given and just given the opportunity for the big and deep stuff um rather than it always just oh we all we it's like um, you know t- t- taking the metaphor of food that you know we we um, candy floss is um, is an absolute delight um, or a, or an Easter egg or like but it's not um, but but sometimes you you want to you want to consume something more complex that somebody else has provided um, but also sometimes you want to be able to cook it yourself um, and be given the chance to to create something new and complex and that that somebody else um that somebody else can 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 um consume and um ruminate on yeah no i love that that's that's awesome that's an awesome image <laughs> and uh yeah no I've, I've had that experience quite recently with uh, um, uh uh with learning new recipes for um, this is probably tmi for an online live stream but for <laughs> let's go for it let's and, see where you it know, takes <laughs> And and you know it, it, it is um uh, uh, when you're part of a of a community that is not only sustaining you but you take part in sustaining. I think that kind of um, yeah uh, that's that's the really um uh, that's the really powerful place to be. And and yeah. definitely SCM did that um, for for its community and for potential members of this community and, and movement during um during lockdown so it's great to see that carrying on i've got so many things i want to ask you yeah go for um, it go for it but we've, we've also got a fun game well absolutely no I, I think our high score for this is 22 um okay. questions but that really was quick fire um okay. i don't remember who that was. I think that might have been Rachel Lampard, actually, from um, uh, who's working okay. with the joint publications oh, well, you team. Know, so... I, I, I wouldn't mind losing to Rachel. <laughs> but that was with, with Tim very quick off the mark asking the question, so you have got me this time. Okay. I also don't have a buzzer, um, so I'm just going to have to interrupt you myself. 
Um, I think if I played a really loud buzzer in this office environment, I might get in trouble. Um, so we'll jump straight into the game. Um, and I've given you no pre-warning, no special um, uh, uh, foreknowledge of the questions. So None it's going to be I don't flying even know, blind. Like what type of questions it's going to be. So we shall <laughs> we'll find well, out. I'll give you the title. This is okay. called All the Questions You Can. It's as many questions as you can answer in 90 seconds. And... I can't promise that all of them, um, although none of them will be theological, some of them might have theological ramifications. So okay. it, it's not a knowledge test, it's not an exam. <laughs> Here we go. Naomi Nixon, 90 seconds on the clock. And starting now, what is your full name? Naomi Jane Nixon. Where are you now? Coventry. Hymns or modern worship songs? Hymns. Good. Favourite food at a barbecue? Uh, Halloumi. I love that, yeah. Um, What are you doing straight after this? Uh, Conversation with the convener. Oh, fabulous. Wow. Uh, fun never stops. <laughs> Favourite ice cream flavour? Uh, caramel. The convener is very fun. That's why I say that. Um, one song you'd like to dance to? I can't believe this is what's hard. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go with Mr Brightside. A lot of people find that one hard. Pineapple. Should it be allowed on pizza? Definitely. Had it last night. Oh, fabulous. Favourite theologian? I've got to say Bonhoeffer, although Absolutely truthfully, how <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have legs for arms or arms for legs? Do I have the other one as well? Yes. <laughs> uh, arms for legs. <laughs> Love that. Uh, what is your favourite colour? Uh, green. Love that. Um, what if you had to talk on any topic for 10 minutes? What would that topic be? and time's up but I'm going to let you talk about I'm going to let you answer that one so God would be your topic 10 minutes I like that that's a sufficiently big topic (laughs) I should have said Jesus that's always the right Sunday school answer (laughs) and anyone who's come across uh, Naomi and me in the SEM offices um, for the short period that we were both physically there um, uh, we could probably, or at least I could probably uh, talk for hours with you about all sorts of topics. So I think it's the only reason that question was hard because it's like, well, anything <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> that's that's what we love in our one seventeen guests. Um, thank you so much for that. There were some interesting things that came out of that. I agree on the green. Um, I'm a massive fan. But what what type of green are we talking? Deep pine? Are we talking uh, so, light? Um, you, I'm assuming I'm assuming we're just audio only for the podcast. Um, yep. So, um, so for Alex can see there's, there's green wall behind me. So I'm in I'm in a green room, um, and I particularly like green as a decor. And it's just recently become fashionable, which is like you know when something that's like your thing then mm-hmm. becomes really fashionable. It's like it's both nice because you see it everywhere, but it's also like oh okay, I'm not special anymore. I mean, obviously I'm still special. I'm a beloved child of God, but. Um, <laughs> Um, 
and uh, straight after this, you're talking to the convener. I did. Um, that could have been counsel. anything. I realised I panicked and answered it quickly. <laughs> yeah, as the convener of the general council, so um, um, so that's uh, a, a student um, called Tom, who um, who's currently the the convener of the trustees and the general council of SCM. And SCM is completely student-led, sort of structurally, isn't it? So Absolutely. how does that how He's does that play out with yeah the boss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so all of our all of our trustees are in their twenties. Um, all are students or recent graduates, and and that's an incredibly important part of of SCM. And it's actually probably the biggest reason why I responded to the advert for CEO. I've I thought that was really exciting. So many organisations. Um, look to put a representative of the constituency they're serving on the trustees or a couple. Um, and they think, oh, well, you know, either the people from this disenfranchised group or these younger people that they don't have the, the skills or abilities um, to be trustees. So we older people will will hold the responsibility and, the, and then we'll just ask them to come along and speak to their issues. And I don't, that's not bad. That's there's really good intent in that, but um, but the reality is that it makes it much harder for for the voice of, in our case, students to be absolutely what leads, and um, and and actually, if your entire trustee board are all the people you're serving, um, I don't mean all of them. We have other members. <laughs> Um, then it, it really changes the dynamic. And, and it also means that there's the responsibility of, of me and the staff team to make sure that they're equipped to do that. Um, there are also um, friends of the, of the movement who, who um, give their, uh, they give financially um, um, to support SCM, but, um, but also um, can be called upon for advice in particular areas. And we have a council of reference who, um, who offer um, who offer thoughts on on agenda items, but it's the trustees who decide everything, and that means that when they've got big stuff to decide uh, about about budgets, about investments, um, about hiring, um, there's it it makes it real, and it means you have to actually make sure people are equipped, which means, of course, that the experience of doing it is phenomenal, and. Um, and I think it's no surprise that people who've been on our general council go on to lead in all sorts of areas of church and life, um, because because like people got to be a line manager, but maybe before they even got a job. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's um, that's fascinating, and it's so important that that structure reflects um, that way of working. Um, I mean, having having had the privilege of being on, on the trustee board and, and on the um, uh, general council myself, um, uh, it, it was an amazing amount of oversight um, that that you have yeah. as as a as a young person, someone who considers themselves still in the formational stages, yeah. if you like, of, of the of, um, of, of your development to be in that position um, from that early early age, I think, is amazing and 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 great for confidence as well, but also yeah. great for the movement. Um, yeah. And actually, it, it's in a way it echoes um, uh, in a completely different field. Um, uh, we can's current. Um, work so our campaign this year um, is is reflective and sort of trying to uh, bring out our partnership approach uh, this this model of long term partnership yeah. and and it's called putting communities in the driving seat yeah um, the idea being that actually what we what we do is um, 
we ask questions uh, before we give answers. Um, and trying to, uh, rather like the, the green colour um, yeah. of your interior decor, we can make partnership so cool that people forget <laughs> our idea. Um, and then we yeah. can turn around and, and, and not get annoyed that our, our idea was stolen. But we'd love to, to become <laughs> yeah. almost irrelevant to that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. Else is doing it too. Yeah. That's the dream. Um, and Amazing. I think that that model of, of your governance um, is, is so powerful because it's kind of, it, it structurally sets you up for being student-led. Um, yes, and absolutely. That's the case. Yeah, um, yeah, really and and it, and on a day-to-day basis, of course, there are lots of other ways that we're student-led, but um, but I think having it written into the structure safeguards all of that. Um, that you never, that it, you never, you can't be anything but a grassroots movement if the people with the power are are the people from the grassroots. I suppose, in a way, it's a bit—it's a—it's a bit of a of a discipline um, yeah. because if you, um, you know, if you want to introduce a discipline, you kind of you do place a, a restriction or a, or a requirement on yourself, and if that's written in into your, uh, uh, you know, formational documents, if that's how yeah. you're governed, then um, then it helps you to to be disciplined about living that out um, yeah. in your work. So it's yeah, that's really great to see. Um, so yeah, I'll also, get the main. Also, oh, actually, no, no. You, you, you finish your point. <laughs> no, it was only that I was going to say. I don't know if you remember um, when when I was commissioned um, at that service that we had in Coventry Cathedral three three I years. Played the piano for that actually. Yeah, you played piano. I remember. <laughs> and um, I one of the things that I was asked. So I was given a list of things I was asked to promise. Um, and, um, and one of the things I was asked to promise is to make sure that the SCM always remains student-led. And um, I remember thinking, like, oh, I wonder why they've put this as a question, as if I might not. As <laughs> if you could um, say no. <laughs> like, um, but, um, but I think of that really, uh, that actually I, I was asked to swear to that in front of God, you know, actually, um, you know, in in the same kind of context where I took ordination vows and um, that, yeah, that yeah. actually, um, and I, I think, I was just thinking of it as that being another discipline that actually, yeah, yeah. That actually, I, I, you know, I think of that, I think of that often because I, I asked, I was asked a question and I really meant the answer and, um, and, and that's important to me. Well, we sometimes have that temptation, um, especially when, uh, when perhaps you're um, you've, you've been in in the, in the world, but also in, in the world of the church for longer, um, uh, you are an experienced person um, in in ministry as well. Um, and as a as a member of the staff team at SCM, you're, you're going to have that in a way that seniority. Um, but actually, the temptation is then um, to uh, to do what's best for someone yes, rather yes, than actually yeah, exactly to, to ask them what their situation is and, and you know and and, yeah. and go on a journey with them and it's easier to do the former than it is yeah. to it um, is. to actually listen to someone and, and use their expertise and their knowledge yeah. and and, um, and that's why it is it's a different sector but there are echoes of, of what we're trying to sort of achieve with, with yeah. our um, long-term partners it's it really is about listening um, and listening is a lot more energy consuming i think than um, than than imposing um, yeah yeah that's that's amazing and it's it's so powerful to hear that um, testimony from from the very beginning of your uh, um yeah. uh, i was going to say career of, of your role with scm with scm <laughs> <laughs> your journey uh, walking with scm
what is the ERF? All We Can's Emergency Relief Fund, or ERF, was established as a dedicated pot from which All We Can makes funding available for emergencies and disaster risk reduction efforts. In emergencies, it's important to act fast. With crises, especially climate-related natural disasters, becoming more prevalent in recent years, we have created this wave to respond quickly and effectively and to support our partners on the ground. If you want your money to go towards supporting communities which have encountered emergencies, please donate to All We Can's Emergency Relief Fund today. For more information, please visit allwecan.org.uk and visit the news section of our website. But uh, I'd like to jump into the, the main content. Um, I could talk for hours with you about um, everything from interior decor to, <laughs> um, to when we're going to see each other at events, but, but that will come up. Um, so I, I, I first wanted to touch on, um, in, in, our, um, uh, in all the questions you can, um, I think you got to question 12, which is actually really good going for, for, for a combination of me and you, because... Uh, all I wanted to do was stop you and chat. <laughs> I kept seeing on your face you had follow-ups. <laughs> oh, well done to us. Um, but, but for question question nine, favourite theologian, um, you uh, you went with um, Friedrich Bonhoeffer. And um, I thought it would be a really good time to talk about um, SCM's Faith in Action project, um, yeah. where that came from, and then the partnership with Project Bonhoeffer and sort yeah. of um, at the origins, I guess, and, and the current sort of... Um, situation with that um, joint project yeah absolutely oh, I'd love to, I'd love to talk about that so um, so the faith in action project has been running for 11 years um, and um, and it's in its kind of third iteration because it's, uh, it's slightly evolved over time and I do think that's really important with projects that actually just because something worked doesn't mean it has to carry on forever in the same way um, and um, and so, so the the morphing has um, has been as we've learned, but also as the context changes. So initially, eleven years ago, Project Bonhoeffer, who are a charity specifically um, set up to promote uh, the the work of of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but also um, to to encourage his his kind of lived theology in the world. So they don't just want people to know about Bonhoeffer. Um, although they do want that, but they they also um, want to encourage people to be putting his um, his ideas about faith into action. So they came to SCM as um, a people who who knew about SCM from their own student days. I think I mean, of course, I wasn't there then, but that's my understanding. Um, and to say perhaps because they wanted to meet with young people and they had got some funds to, to do something, perhaps we could facilitate the the actual enacting of the, of the project. And we find that this happens quite often with our partners, that um, what what we've got is, um, is a, a group of, of passionately committed progressive young Christians. And, um, and, and if, and if somebody else has got some some funding and and an idea, then maybe we can we can work we can work together to make to make it happen. And that's really what what faith in action has been about. So initially, I'll I'll just tell you very quickly what it the how it began. So it initially was um, uh, interns were were hired 
to um, to work partly for SEM and with students and partly in um, in challenging contexts in in the world um i don't i don't now remember specifically what they were but that's maybe no no bad thing but um so it's but it would have been like a homelessness charity a local homelessness charity um that that kind of that kind of thing um so um so that what the the theological work that they were doing with students was immediately informed by the um the experiences that they were having in the week um and um that was very powerful um but but actually i think um one of the, the i think the reason why it it wasn't continued long term was because because actually throwing young interns into those kind of challenging contexts and asking them to reflect instantly is quite a lot and um and and I think was probably too demanding in some contexts and you couldn't tell ahead of time I think um um and and safeguarding is something we take incredibly seriously and and seriously to a to a level beyond just the kind of legalities actually feeling safe you know not just the kind of the technicalities but um you know, it's really, it's really, really important, and um, we don't need to force situations of um, of struggle. Um, there's enough real struggle in in the world. So, um, so it evolved, and where um, and where we are now is we have two. We don't call them interns anymore, um, partly because of the of the the kind of sense that um, the interns might be unpaid, because in a lot of places they are, and um, and we believe that um all people including young people should be should be paid for their labor um so we call them graduate graduate workers um so it's a graduate scheme so um so people who um have been students recently um are, are hired to just come and work with us for a year so um so and they and we have two people and they're part time each. And at the moment we have Naomi Oral. So so there are in a small staff team there are two Naomi's, which is not something I've ever experienced before. Um, and Grace, how aptly named. <laughs> um, so um, so uh, Naomi works in um, uh, in campaigns and social action, and Grace in theology and building resources. And of course you can't do one of those without the other but um but by hiring two people it means that um the the chances that that one will have expertise um in one area and the other and the other and that then they can learn together and, and build those things and and so the vision is that it's a campaigner to make other campaigners and a theologian to make other theologians and um and and one of the things that I often say is that yes, we want people to learn about Bonhoeffer, but we also want um, to give the opportunity for the next generation of Bonhoeffers. Um, we don't always want to be looking back. That actually, um, it comes back to what I was saying saying earlier about um, um, SCM being a, a place where 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 people are, are given the chance to use the the critical thinking that they are growing in in their university courses into their their spiritual life and um so so faith in action gives um gives people a chance to do that so this um last weekend we were um we were campaigning in london with extinction rebellion um at, at, at the big one protests um and um 
and and then um and we had this wonderful moment where um where Naomi was leading a, a rousing call and response with her hand in the air, her fist pumping in the air. Um, and I was just like, oh, this is, this is like, it's like an image of what the project is all about, was a, leading a crowd of people. Um, that is and, the great claim to fame of the Christian movement as well, is, is being good at call and response. <laughs> a, 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 a responsorial. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but then also um, asking a student who just, who just turned up um, on on the day to come and join us actually like would you like to participate and and getting her up with a microphone to um uh to to participate um in what we're doing which is just a really good kind of little illustration from this week about what the project is is there to do yeah and molly from our team actually was was at um uh the event on, on friday last week yeah. um but she wasn't there for the um for the big march on sunday i think um which was the one with the uh with the with the band and the, and I, I don't remember the attendance, but I'm pretty sure it was huge. Um, perhaps you remember. So I, I know that at, the, at its height, I heard 90,000 people. That's insane. And that's the day of the London Marathon as well, isn't it? So that's I don't think it was on the Sunday that there was their biggest number. It, oh, I'm sorry. Ah, I don't think it, it was. was. Um, but, um, but yeah, not... But I know that the stats, visuals so. and the sound <laughs> was huge. Um, and, uh, yeah. I think the Salvation Army band were there, and, and um... oh, and and, uh, we, and there was a moment when like we were singing hymns. I should say I do like modern worship songs as well, but I had to choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, yeah, we we were singing hymns, and um, oh, I can't now remember the song, but there was a pop song on the um on the 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 PA um kind of on the other side of Parliament Square. And and somehow it worked that we were all singing, we were singing different things, but we were all singing. And it was actually really a really beautiful moment, even though oh, I was wow. <laughs> That's that's one for the uh, for the um, community of musicologists in the country <laughs> to study and work out how to put those two things together. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So the London Marathon and the big one yeah. <laughs> joined together. That's fantastic um, in in musical union. Um, I was actually just about to ask you about these events as well. And and do you think um, the Faith in Action project has sort of naturally progressed into um, working a lot in in the um, with the Loving the Earth campaign in, in the kind of climate. Um, space yeah so um i think that um it's i want to i was going to say that um that i think that that for young people climate action is is the the most obvious social action to be to be engaged in i would like to think it was everybody not just young young people as a middle-aged person myself but um i I, it, it, I have to say it frankly baffles me i don't i don't have children myself but i do i do think how how can anybody who's got children not be so passionately worried about the future like they worry about their futures in terms of other things why why um does it does it not worry older generations but in i mean <laughs> sorry I just keep thinking of exceptions which is because of course it worries a lot of people I'm sure everybody listening to this worries passionately about about the climate but I think all young people worry about it um certainly most and um and let's face it it's because you're going to be living it like you know I am probably I'll be dead by the time it's at, at its worst although I suspect that being old won't be that won't be that great um in in terms of some of the impacts of climate change um certainly in developing countries but 
um yeah but for young people it's 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 not a hypothetical it's um you know to quote the great greta you know the house is on fire and um it's it's completely present um it's not about future generations it's about it's about this generation so um so where where once it was one of you know it was kind of one of the things that some SCMers might be interested in it's now completely core and it's probably as core as our um our lgbtq plus inclusion and affirmation work that it's just it just is um and and any opportunity to um to theologically reflect um to to find sources of hope and also um campaign for action to um, further the yeah. cause uh, that that existential um sort of nature of, of the um of climate action, I think, is something we can resonate with as we can yeah. as well. Um, we've we've launched quite a few emergency appeals in the last um, uh, in the last year, or less than a year actually, that yeah. have been related to um, events that have uh, weather events, severe weather events that have been become more regular because of um, climate. Um, with Cyclone Freddy recently was our most recent um, emergency appeal, and that was the longest lived storm in recorded history. Um, didn't get much of a look in um, in the news cycle, mm. but but that is something that unfortunately we, we have um, we've de- we've dealt with before. Um, yeah. But I think this this sense that you're so right in, in, in the developing world and for you know the young younger generations, um, it is uh, it is the case that the house is already on fire, um, and so it's so wonderful to see such a coalition um, uh, taking part. And and I, I hear that it was quite. Um, uh, it was quite uh, refreshing, quite engaging to uh, be talking to some of the London Marathon attendees yeah. and, and families. It really was. It really was. It had, um, I, I think it was really interesting that there was this kind of assumption ahead of time that um, that somehow um, the protesters would be a problem for the marathon goers. Um, and if, if not the runners, then, then for the people who'd gone to support, which of course, you know, enormous numbers. Um, but actually, um, I think there's enormous overlap in terms of the kind of people who are interested in in the outdoors enough to want to go and run for twenty six miles. Um, you kind of, you kind 26. of twenty six point two. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, let's face it, the point two would be plenty for me. <laughs> um, um, yeah, sorry, I completely forgot what I was saying. Um, um, because I thought about running and how horrible that would be. Um, yeah, like you, you know that that kind of um, engagement with the reality of of the natural world, which which seems ridiculous that somehow that you can be inside a house and behind you know just panes of glass and bricks and pretend that it and pretend that it's not happening. But I do think there is something about when you're outside, um, you do feel more connected with the the realities of climate issues. So I think there's just genuinely something visceral about that. Maybe that's my imagination and maybe people listening are like, oh, don't be so ridiculous, that's fanciful. Um, but I, I think I think there's something there. But I just also think that um, that actually the, the kind of people who are going, I, I heard, I, I just heard like around me, like families talking about what time has daddy done and whether he, like, oh, he got through that checkpoint at like, and he was beating his personal best and, and so on. You know, these just ordinary people just doing ordinary things and out for the day. Um, 
And actually, of course, they care about climate change because actually most people do. But they might have never thought to go on a protest. And mm. and yet, of course, they kind of found themselves at a protest because it was literally everybody was in Parliament Square. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and in all the environs. And, and as you're arriving, there are people with placards on the tube as well as um, people with, um, with vests kind of and, charity and, support vests and, and, and all of that stuff and the stewards and, and so on. And, what are they called? Those gel um, energy things, you know, all of oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trainers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so actually, there was a real mix, and it enabled, um, because it was quite relaxed, it enabled conversation. Because, of course, people are hanging around waiting for their runner to, to make it home. Actually, they've got a lot of time. It's why protests, it's important that they're in different places and in different contexts so that it's not always the same people. The real, let's be honest, there was nobody in the Palace of Westminster. Um, who was who was paying any attention to us? But actually, there were tens of thousands of people who turned up for the marathon who will have thought more about um, climate issues and and also experienced that a protest is actually can be an incredibly empowering thing to be a part of. And I, I mean, this is a real passion of mine because I discovered a, a few years ago um, that that going on a protest is a surprisingly empowering thing. I thought it would feel like shouting at the wind. Um, but actually, yeah, yeah. It, this ex- the experience of solidarity, and and it actually I found it incredibly energizing, and um, I, it's now something I look to do, and I feel and I genuinely feel like it's a vocational fulfillment. I get the same sort of feeling going on a protest that I get when I stand behind the altar as a as a as an Anglican priest. Um, that yes, that yeah. being in the right place, doing God's work, doing doing what I'm put here for. And, and a collective experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're doing it together. Yeah, yeah, because it would yeah. be nothing if you were stood there by yourself in either context. <laughs> and it, would, yeah. it would just be, you know, like you just stood there. But but with Where two or more are gathered in my name. I mean, yeah. That's it, yeah, it's something sacred. And, um, and in, you know, in Westminster, um, uh, uh, what's it called uh, on, on the Parliament Square, I should say, um, with those statues of, of, of previous generations of, of civil rights reformers and, and activists. Actually, yeah, we can see that in stone, and we can think, oh, that that's different. But actually, those people were on the right side of history. Yeah. They may have caused a little bit of um, maybe civil dif- disobedience at times, and and yeah. you know delayed people's journey to work or um, slightly sort of got in the way of, of some public infrastructure but actually the movements that they led and the change that they drove um, is now what's memorialized yeah uh, and that's where that's where you were alongside all those marathon runners at the weekend yeah. so um, so thank you for, for being there and, and thank you to anyone who's um, who's watching who was who was part of those pro- uh, protests and those um, actions this weekend um, in a in a really uh, yeah. um, in a really collective space, I think. Um, so that's really cool. I've got one more question for you, and I wish we could talk for hours because I would quite happily do that. Um, but I'm aware that you need to get off and get some lunch, and uh, and I probably need to um, get on and start um, <laughs> start uh, yeah, talking. I think your listeners have got other about. stuff to do apart from just listen to us have a lovely chat. <laughs> I, I I wish I wish uh, I wish I could uh, take all of their time up and and. <laughs> talk to various guests all week but unfortunately i'm sure we all have day jobs or commitments so you're so right Naomi. 
Um, but my final question is um, that uh, SCM are um, uh, going to be uh, at Greenbelt this year, um, which is a kind of annual um, event for you guys. And all we can, I think we're, we're doing Greenbelt, we're doing a few others. Um, we're going to um, be alongside the Hope and Anchor um, with the Methodist Church as well, um, uh, with evangelism and growth. So I, I wondered, um, uh, is is Greenbelt your sort of sort of headline event this year? Are you any others? And what are you going to be sort of doing and talking about at Greenbelt this year? Uh, so. Um... So Greenbelt is always our biggest festival and um, in the sense that um, we can really only afford to buy um, a, a big picture at, at one and um, and Greenbelt's where where um, we meet the most like like minded people. Um, so uh, we're hoping to also go to satellites. Um, which of course was new last year um, and we've got a really good relationship with the people at Satellites and having really really good conversations um, with them so if um, but it is quite long so so working out how to um, how, how to organize it um, is, is a little bit tricky so that's not decided certainly yet but we're hoping to go to Satellites as well um, but Greenbelt this this coming year we're going to have a particular focus on on graduates um, because um, you can be a member of SCM for three years as a graduate as well as um, during during your time as a student so um, so we're going to have uh, some graduate meetups and we're also going to have a panel which breaking news Alex has agreed to speak on um, <laughs> um, so um, we're also going to ha- have a panel thinking about um, vocation um, uh, post graduation about that's that's not um, not necessarily church leadership vocation. Um, not that you know church leadership vocations are well and good, but we talk about it plenty. Um, so this is about um, about actually putting putting faith into into the day job, um, whatever whatever the calling of day job might be. Um, so we're going to have um, people with a variety of different interesting jobs um, to, to speak to their experience on a panel. Um, last year, we launched Honest Church, which I hope all of your listeners have heard about Honest Church. So it's a, a, a campaign to um, challenge churches to be much more open and upfront about their LGBTQ plus welcome. Whatever that welcomes like, SCM would love every church to be affirming, um, but not every church is. And, and it really damages students and graduates when they look go out looking for a church um and they um and they discover that it looked like they were welcome and then they're not really welcome or their whole self isn't welcome or they're not welcome to lead um it can be incredibly it can be incredibly damaging to a person's well-being and to a person's faith um so so we're just saying come on like speak up and tell and tell the truth about about what your church is really like don't say all are welcome if they're not um yeah um um, but also actually to those churches that are welcome but they don't think they don't think they've kind of got their they don't think they're cool enough to kind of call themselves inclusive (laughs) like maybe they don't go on pride marches or they um or, or or maybe um you know they're they're not ready to sign up to inclusive church but actually a queer person would be really comfortable there or they might be really comfortable there that that actually they and certainly most people would welcome them the leadership would welcome them um but maybe they would get some stray comments um um like actually you know the the reality is that 
that we get sometimes from family members, let's say, or from neighbours. And you just and and actually that can be okay um, if you so long as you you're aware before you walk into it that um, that's that's what it what it will be like. So trying to encourage those churches kind of in the middle to say something about their welcome because otherwise it looks like they might be hostile. And if you don't have no information, it can be so hard to be brave enough to walk into another church after you've been rebuffed somewhere else. So um, so we had a lot of talks last year with people at Greenbelt um, about that. And um, and our um, and we will be doing that again this year because um, that's that campaign is still central um, to what we're doing. Other stuff. This I'm sorry, we're trying to be quicker. We've got our national gathering, um, which is called um, Walk Humbly this year, and it's about listening to voices who are often excluded. So we have an amazing theologian from South Africa um, called Ashwin Thissen, who is um, coming to talk about. Uh, the intersection of queer and black theologies. Um, and he employs Bonhoeffer in some of his thinking. So, you know, like how on brand um, is that? We love a crossover. <laughs> yeah. But just really good to have some uh, a, a voice from the global South and the, and the global majority. Um, so um, so that's going to be really, really good. But we're also, we have... Um, we have members who are speaking on um, on uh, disability, on devolved nations, um, and leading oh, wow. worship, and yeah, so all kind all kinds of, of good things. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye out for that because there'll there'll definitely be some crossover with the interests of, of all we can supporters and anyone who's attending Greenbelt from our. Oh community well, well, it's um, our, our national gathering is live streamed on our YouTube channel, so SCM um, SCM Britain so on YouTube. Um, yeah, and they stay there and they stay there afterwards. So. Um, oh, Oh, that's so so anybody who might be interested in hearing any of that, um, it will yeah. be on YouTube. Um, we'll share the handle below as well, um, below amazing. this live stream. And then if oh, you see something really from the SCM National Gathering that you want to ask questions about, then you can find them at Greenbelt this summer as well and, and, oh, that's and perfect. talk to one of the members of the team. Um, that's so great. Absolutely. Yeah, and then other big events this summer. Um, we're doing another trip to Berlin, which we did last year, um, to to hear about theology of reconciliation in situ, um, and that's mind blowing stuff. Um, and and we have bursaries available. Um, so um, so even if it's too late for this year, by the time this goes out, um, then, then look for it. Look for it next year for any young people that you know who you think might enjoy that. Um, and we also have Iona Student Week in early September, so it's going to be a really busy summer. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds jam-packed and also yeah. just full of variety as well, which which is um which is amazing and, and, and obviously is reflective of, of actually your, your movement and, and, and the movement and the, the breadth of it. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for, for agreeing to um, be a guest on 117 this week. Oh, it's been um, just such a delight. As I say, I, I could talk for hours with you about all of these topics and, and having to condense it down into something that yeah, will fit into someone's lunch hour. I know, it's, a, I know. it's, it's right. so sad. Things. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will we will be minimal with the cutting for sure because uh, this has been um, this has been really um, fruitful. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, and uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you at Greenbelt this year. Yeah, likewise. Brilliant. See you soon. Bye. can are delighted to return to Cliff College Festival from the 26th to the 29th of May this year to share our work, our inspiring partners and our pioneering partnership approach with festival attendees. 
from performances and worship on the Hope stage to youth activities and seminars, there's plenty on offer for both in-person and online festival goers. Clifffest is an opportunity for us to talk about justice, mission, and God's love for the whole world, with hundreds of Christians in the heart of the beautiful Derbyshire countryside. It's why All We Can has been coming here ever since 2016, and is proud to be the charity partner for this event. This year, the festival theme is Eden Restored, and events will explore significant ecological themes of scripture and in the world, with a focus on reconciliation and restoration. All We Can is excited to share how locally-led development is transforming the development landscape in the communities where our partners work. Join us on our tandem bike and come on a journey with us to see every person's potential fulfilled. <laughs>